the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Are you ready? Welcome to the Andrea K Show. She's blonde. Wow. Five foot two and 102 pounds of dynamite in a dress. She's got some kick. Here she is, Andrea K. Welcome to tonight's Andrea K Show. It is Monday, kicking things off with a little bit of almost like a 60s groove there. Mm-mm-mm-mm-mm-mm. Makes me feel like I need to put on like a a bright little mini dress and some knee-high white patent leather boots, baby, because we are kicking it this week and with another great show tonight. Glad to have y'all with me. These boots were made for walking, and that's just what they'll do. <laughs> <laughs> I might as well introduce him because he's honking in my face. How rude. <laughs> Along for the ride with me is my sidekick, my man in the hot Hawaiian shirts, kind of. It's none other than orange-fingered man, DJ Carrot Sticks. Yeah. Back and mm. ready for some AK Dynamite. Mm-mm. My dynamite is yummy, babies. All right, I tell you what I was not doing over the weekend. I was not expecting the Republican Party to uh, put on a brace and back up that uh, brace up that spine and grow a pair of hoo haws and stand up and do what's right for the American people with the budget. Here's what happened. I'm going to give you all the lowdown and the hoedown of the showdown in D.C. over the weekend. The Republican Party joined with the Democrats and signed a deal. I think in the Senate it was 88 to 9 to pass a stopgap measure that would fund the government for another 45 days. That was also passed in the House. I think it was 185 and some some odd numbers passed in the House in the form of a continuing resolution. And the House I reportedly alleged allegedly uh, uh, erupted into applause as they managed to avoid a shutdown. Well, what did they accomplish? Who are these people to be applauding themselves? <laughs> that's like a that's like a kicker. And, you know, with a, it's like um, it would be like when the Saints were in the NFC playoff game against the Minnesota Vikings and Brett Favre. And when the kicker came out to kick the field goal to win the game and take the Saints into the Super Bowl, if he had missed the kick and applauded himself, what did you accomplish? You didn't get anything done. This is how jacked up our government is when they actually think. Getting no budget done and buying themselves, basically procrastinating another 45 days is some version of an accomplishment. This is where we're at. I guarantee you if you're a salesperson and you've got a quota and you don't meet the quota, you don't go into your boss and expect you're going to get any applause by going, you know what? You know, I called on five people. Yeah, but you needed to call on 20 and you needed to actually make a sale. Right. This is what we're dealing with in, the, in our government. But it gets even worse than that because Matt Gates is furious because he is saying that it, that 
Kevin McCarthy in order to, because one of the sticking points for the Republicans was money for Ukraine. So they managed, the, the, the rhinos in the establishment are trying to tell you that this was a great deal that they could have gotten through Friday night with, if, if it wasn't for the Freedom Caucus, that they had an across-the-board 20% cut in spending, but, but the, the uh, caucus, Freedom Caucus conservatives refused to go along with it, so then they had to do this other uh, deal with the Democrats, and that didn't get the spending cuts, but it didn't include any money for Ukraine. Here's the problem, though. According to Matt, da- Matt Gates, there was a side deal that was cooked up in which Kevin McCarthy, in order to get Republicans on board and to vote for this bill to pass, they took all money for Ukraine out. But Kevin McCarthy allegedly promised Joe Biden and the Democrats that as soon as they got the vote done for this continuing resolution, that he would introduce a bill to, to spend money for Ukraine. And that's why over the weekend, Matt Gates was like, I am filing a motion to vacate. I am so sick and tired of this rhino who's failed the Republican Party. In fact, here's what Matt Gates said. He said that McCarthy's real coalition is the Democrats. Sticks, if you can play that. Kevin McCarthy's true coalition partner on all things of substance has been the Democrats this Congress. He worked with Democrats on the debt limit bill, and only Democrats are really campaigning on that bill. Republicans aren't campaigning on the debt limit bill. That was a Democrat bill passed with mostly Democrat votes. Then we get to the appropriations process, and Speaker McCarthy purposefully delayed us. He tried to back us up against shutdown politics. He tried to not pass single-subject spending bills. And at the end of the day, he had to utilize Democrats to pass a continuing resolution. Explain the timing of this. Yeah, I'm going to be doing it this week if this does fail will you bring this up again yeah good what he's referring to there is the motion to vacate here's what i want you to hear from gates himself i've kind of already explained this mccarthy deal but i want you to hear it from gates himself as to what he wants to know and in his description of what he has learned about this side deal kevin mccarthy made sticks i rise to raise a question What was the secret side deal on Ukraine? House Democrats and President Biden have said that as Speaker McCarthy was asking Republicans to vote for a continuing resolution so as to avoid having to take the Senate's plus up in Ukraine money, that the Speaker of the House was actually cutting a side deal to bring Ukraine legislation to this floor with President Biden and House Democrats. So let me get this straight. To extend Joe Biden's spending and Joe Biden's policy priorities, the Speaker of the House gave away to Joe Biden the money for Ukraine that Joe Biden wanted. Let's leave it there. It is going to be. Yeah, that's exactly what he did. The state, the reason why the House Republicans voted down the Senate bill was because of the $16 billion that was in there for Ukraine. So McCarthy goes to the Democrats and says, take it out of this continuing resolution. We'll get that passed and then we'll, and then we'll get past your money for Ukraine. What a shell game. Three card Monty going on with the Republican party. This is absolutely outrageous. This is why we need a new speaker. Since then, now we've got the Freedom Caucus today saying, hey, Matt Gates, we need you to back off this motion to vacate. 
until we get through the 45 days. Let's try to get this this something done in the next 45 days. If we've got, you know, Republicans willing now to go through the individual, because they're really out of excuses. So basically, uh, you know, at, at this point, the Freedom Caucus is saying, look, you know, we'll give him the 45 days. He's got to push through these uh, these individual bills. Four so far has been passed through the House, none through the Senate. Let's get these, these individual appropriation bills through. Then you can go with your motion to vacate. But the problem with that is, and, and, and at this point, Matt Gates says, well, no, I, I want to hear first. I, I'll delay in doing my motion to vacate, but I want to hear what McCarthy has to say about this side deal. Why would anybody trust him for the next 45 days? Matt Gates is right. All McCarthy has done for the past nine months is do that. And what the rhino establishment has done for decades now is do the Democrat bidding, pretending that they're the opposition party, when really what they're about is they're really about the same goals and same agenda as the left. They just don't want you to know about that because they want to run as a Republican. They want to run as the opposition while they're the minority and get nothing done. Now, unfortunately for the Republicans, we actually have a majority in the House. And so it's and so it's got McCarthy in a pickle in terms of how does he provide excuses and how does he finagle and manipulate the circumstances in the House for votes in order to give the Democrats what they want while still pulling the wool over people's eyes and making them think that he's actually part of the opposition. So we'll see how this plays out. Unfortunately for us, there is only a handful I saw um, Maliotakis today talking about, oh, Kevin McCarthy has fulfilled every promise. He's fulfilled every pro- What? He's brought four spending bills forward. That's not fulfilling a promise. He promised to have all the uh, individual appropriations bills brought forward and plenty of time to avert a shutdown. And as for Ukraine, there's not a dime that should be going to Ukraine anymore. We've already had it exposed that billions of dollars are going for their farmers and their small business. Also going to buy mansions, pay for vacations, and all kinds of crap to line the pockets of the corrupt, totalitarian, tyrant dictator, Zelensky. At least we had some entertainment over the weekend. We had some entertainment. Because we actually had, in the halls of Congress, we actually had an insurrectionist in Congress. We actually had a guy who decided to interfere with an official proceeding. Doesn't that sound familiar? He did it over the weekend. Has he already been thrown into a gulag and denied bail? No. You want to know why? Because it's Jamal Bowman. Uh, Jamal Bowman, in case you haven't heard uh, so far, decided to try to stop the vote. He, because, you know, the Democrats know that they control messaging. They know that Republicans are terrible at messaging and for a variety of reasons. So they know that, they're, that the Republicans allow themselves to be painted as the bad guy if there's a shutdown. So I know what's a good socialist to do. If they think that they can make hay against the Republicans, they're going to go and try to ensure there's a shutdown, right, so that the Republicans have it hung around their neck. So enter Jamal Bowman, same guy who pulled a stunt back in March, screaming and yelling in the hallways of Congress over gun control, pretending he cares about kids. He decides, former principal, who knows what a fire door looks like? Who knows you're not supposed to pull pull an alarm at a door, that an emergency is going to sound, first responders are going to come out. At the school he was at, and all principals know that actually you can get suspended from school and all kinds of students have issues and teachers if they pull this fire alarm, Right. Well, he decides to pull a fire alarm. 
the Congress has to be evacuated, first responders show up, and then, of course, after the videos emerge of him clearly pulling what is obviously a fire alarm, knowing good and dang well that it was not a door in which he was supposed to pass to vote, then out comes the excuses. He was just rushing. He was just trying to get to vote. And this door that's usually open for voting happened to be closed. What a bunch of hooey, right? He's not, he's better at screaming than he is in trying to, you know, he, there's, there's no amount of paint that he could slap on that old Chevy and move it off the lot. Nobody was buying this, right? So then he had to come out with a formal, a formal statement. Of course, AOC and the squad, they were all defending this guy because, see, it's okay to interfere with an official uh, proceeding uh, when you're a Democrat and you're trying to hurt the Republicans. But if you're a little old man who needs to go to the bathroom and the Capitol Police has opened the door and ushered him in and shown him where the toilet is, that's grounds to being thrown into the gulag. But it gets even more interesting with Congressman Bowman. And we're going to talk about that when we come back from the break, so don't go away. It's the Andrea Kay Show on The Answer San Diego. Welcome back to the Andrea Kay Show. I'm the best day of the week, and that's Monday. I'm in a super good mood tonight. Especially given all the left is lo- they love to yammer about how the Republican Party is in fighting right now. And we are. And you know what? That's fine, because we're fighting over conservatism and America first policies and getting that done. Um, but the Democrats are really all in disarray. we got some great stories coming up with you guys. Um, I, I, I want to continue with the story about Congressman Bowman, though, who tried to stop stop the vote from to uh, pass a continuing resolution because he wanted to punish the Republicans by uh, going forth with a shutdown. So (laughs) Peter Ducey today, there's so much fun with this story. Peter Ducey today in the press conference with your favorite mop head KGP asked her this today about whether or not Biden's ever pulled a fire alarm to try to avoid a meeting. Sticks. Would President Biden ever try to get out of a meeting by pulling a fire alarm? <laughs> Are you talking about something specifically? A Democratic <laughs> member of Congress pulled a fire alarm around a series of votes. No fire. Is that appropriate? What I can tell you is uh, I'm not talking to, spoken to the president about this. Uh, and so just not going, just not going to comment. I will leave it up to you. I know there's a House process moving forward right now. I'll leave it to the House. Okay. Yeah, there's a House process moving forward. Congressman Maliotakis talked all tough at first yesterday. She was like, he needs to be expelled uh, because this is criminality. Absolutely. And then I saw her today in an interview. She was like, well, he needs to be expelled. Uh, he needs to face expulsion or censor. Oh, yeah. All right. So now she's already got the plan B. She's already gone weak. See, she loved to have the benefit of having the headline because it makes her sound really tough. Typical rhino. Make it sound really tough to the MAGA voters out there and the America first people out there. He, you know, I'm filing articles of expulsion for Bowman. Please, girl, uh, tell your story walking. You know, talk talk to me when you get it done, right? Nobody's buying that. Um, we need to have that. Trump put it correctly on, on Truth Social when he said that he needs to be prosecuted for his criminality, that he interrupted a vote on Congress. What he did was bro- break the law, and it's absolutely egregious. And Trump, of course, is absolutely right. 
Uh, when Bowman's excuses, though, like, oh, I was just rushing, you know, to, to go vote has, you know, fall, fallen uh, short and failed to uh, to save him. He reached out to his Democrat friends. Uh, but today, though, before I play that, I want to play this clip from him where he was saying today, I just don't know why everybody's still talking about this. Sticks, can you play Mr. Bowman? Uh, you still stand by your statement that uh, fire alarm was you know, I don't know why this has gotten so much attention. I was literally just in a rush to go vote, man. That's all it was. Mm-hmm. Are you afraid of any repercussions either from leadership or from legal aid from Capitol Police? I, I mean, listen, I take responsibility for what I did, you know, but like I said, I was in a rush to go vote, and, uh, you know, the investigation will, will, will sort everything else out. Uh, have you talked to Jeffries about it? Oh, yeah, of course. That's day one. Yes. How was that conversation? Well, I got to keep that between me and the leader, so I'm not going to share that publicly. Yeah, yeah enough of this fool, enough of this fool. Oh, I was just rushing to vote, you know. Why is everybody interested in this? For the same reason, every but you guys push this Jan 6 nonsense, right? Now the shoe's on the other foot. We've got somebody who's saying he didn't do anything wrong, that he accidentally hit a fire alarm. How many people accidentally went into the Capitol that day because the Capitol Police opened the doors and ushered them in? And now they're in a gulag with no bail. He needs to be in the gulag. He went to his Democrat friends. And to make matters worse, here's the messaging. It was released through Politico today uh, what he was trying to get the Democrat uh, uh, fellow Democrats in Congress to say about this incident in which he actually tried to get them. He gave them guidance in terms of talking points and messaging that even included calling the Republican Party Nazis. So, yeah, I want this man thrown into a gulag. Here's a sampling of what he wanted his colleagues to say. Um, I believe Congressman Bowman, when he says this was an accident, Republicans need to instead focus their energy on the Nazi members of their party before anything else. Another uh, gem. House Republicans are obviously trying to distract from the fact that they cannot govern. They nearly shut down the federal government for no reason. Uh Uh-huh. How about this one? There are more, there are multiple insurrectionist supporters in Congress and more who supported a coup and support Trump's big lie. That's what they should be focused on. Instead, their focus on Representative Bowman is an attempt to minimize January 6. It's called projection and gaslighting. We need to keep the spotlight on. See, the problem is, is we've got somebody here on the ropes, and I don't believe the Republican Party is going to use any powers that they have to hold him accountable for anything. We're going to take a break. We come back. Been a while since Kurt Schlichter from Town Hall has been on the show. He's going to be here with us after the break. He's got a new book coming out, but he's actually got an article on Town Hall today where he's talking about these commies, these pinkos among us and what we need to do about it. And I want to include Merrick Garland in that that uh, bunch based upon for a variety of reasons, including his 60 minute interviews yesterday. Stay tuned. You're listening to somebody who tells it like it is. Andrea Kay on The Answer San Diego. Welcome back to tonight's Andrea Kay Show. Glad to have you with me. Don't forget our podcast. You can download it wherever you get your podcast. Email me at andreakayshow.com, andreakayshow.com. I love reading all y'all's emails. I read them overnights and in the weekends. And that overnights and weekends, speaking of that, we got a 24-hour hotline, babies. 844-814-5227. You can call me anytime, babies, and leave me a voicemail. Let me know what's on your mind. You got topic ideas, suggestions, you got rants. If you want those rants to be played on air, you gotta keep it G or PG at the most, babies, because you know we're an actual real live terrestrial radio show. Okay. 
been a long time. I told you before the break, it's been a long time since my uh, next guest has been on the show. And I just can't wait to get him back for all of the juicy commentary that always accompanies Mr. Kurt Schlichter from Town Hall. And he's got a new book out. But before we get into the new book, hello, my friend, Kurt Schlichter. Welcome back. Hey, thank you for having me to be back, uh, especially San Diego, my old haunt. I know people forget that you actually did some time here. I did. I went to UC San Diego. I have a preference between Albertos and Robertos. And I was uh, one of the senior officers over at the Kearney Mesa Armory. Oh, and I commanded uh, 1,363 troops during the uh, 2007 fires up in uh, North County. So wow. I'm a okay. homie. You are a homie. Remind me to, to salute to you next time I see you. Oh, All I don't right. do I that got... Army stuff anymore. I'm just a guy. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right, got so much to, to, to get into with you tonight. I, I reached out to you because I saw your town, <laughs> your town hall article on commies and pinkos. Pinkos are my favorite words, one of my favorite words, by the way. Speaking of commie pinkos, I got to get your take on this Bowman dude, right? Trying to pull the fire alarm to try to stop the shutdown. And then now he's like, you know, and then he went to the Democrats because his excuses weren't working and wanted to, and his messaging guidelines was put it out that, you know, they're just trying to, the Republicans are just trying to do, to deflect from the Nazis in their party. Yeah. You know, as I was sitting around among the Nazis, we're kicking around <laughs> some ideas, you know, just spitballing. Hey, Frank. <laughs> What do you think we ought to do about this Bowman guy who's a real player? You know him. Everybody knows him. He's vital and important and people care. What should we do? And he said, uh, Herr Oberst, we will, we will confuse and baffle him by putting up a, uh, a fire alarm, which we, he, will, he will be confused as a door uh, activation device. And there's a word in German for that. I forget it. Um, now, what's funny is I was uh, I worked in Cannon Office Building where I worked for Duncan Hunter 1.0, old school Duncan. Oh, I never knew you worked for um, I, I, uh, older Duncan, uh, Mister Duncan, um, before young Duncan came along. Okay. Oh yeah, I was uh, I was an intern there, which means I basically was hung over every day, uh, and I wore Sears. <laughs> Uh, it was 1986. Uh, I remember cleaning out his closet, and I found a loaded shotgun. So, oh, okay. Duncan, Duncan 1.0 and I were, you know, we, we were copacetic, let me tell you. Okay. Uh, <laughs> but uh, I went through that whole time. And again, I want to emphasize, hungover all the time. Because that uh, was the 80s when we didn't have video games, and we liked girls and partied. Uh I never mistook a fire alarm for anything but a fire alarm. Yeah. And I, I was witness to emergencies. I mean, I saw you know Ted Kennedy wandering through with his <laughs> red nose. I thought Jerry Sutt, <laughs> who had some problems with the interns. Or, oh, I'm sorry, pages. I was an intern. I, 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 don't, I don't think I was in a lot of danger. But I could have alerted, you know, got summoned help by hitting one of those things, or at least opening the door by pulling the fire alarm. So, so I'm not sure uh, what Jamal Bowman's excuse is. 
Yeah. Um, well, yeah, he really doesn't have one. And that's what's sad. So um, a- another of my favorite commies is Merrick Garland. And I don't know if you saw. Yeah. I don't know if you saw his 60 Minutes interview, but this just may touch you. You may rethink your article here, Schlichter. This may just really touch your heart, because when he was on 60 Minutes, he was talking about how we need to just start being kinder to each other and listening to each other. Kurt Schlichter. I, I want you to oh, listen okay. to to Merrick Garland, and then I want to see if it tugs at your strings at all. Sticks. And people must protect each other. They must ensure that they treat each other with civility and kindness, listen to opposing views, argue as vociferously as they want but refrain from violence and threats of violence. That's the only way this democracy will survive. Schlichter, I know you've got a heart as hard as General Patton's, but didn't that just make you tear up just a little? Well, it was tugging at something, but it wasn't my heart. (laughs) Um, I'm trying to to remain FCC compliant here Mm -hmm. and express my my feelings for uh, Merrick Garland. And all I can say is I flushed things I have more respect for. (laughs) Patton would approve of that comment if he were alive. And if he were alive, he'd be slapping some faces for sure. Um, But seriously, is this not your, and for, if if you're new to the Andrea K show, you might not know that in addition to being hilarious, in addition to Kurt Schlichter being a columnist for town hall, in addition to him being an acclaimed author with a new book out, we're going to tell you about in a moment. He's also an attorney. So he knows a thing or two about what this U S constitution is supposed to be about and how what's going on with our department of justice might look just a little bit commie, doesn't it Schlichter? Oh my gosh. Uh, It is a, it's an absolute disgrace. Uh, if you're on Twitter, you've no doubt seen Iowa Hawk, and he has what I think is probably the greatest tweet of all time, which is uh, he, he, he says the leftists like to identify a respected organization, skin it and gut it, and then wear its skin like a skin suit and demand respect. Mm. And, <laughs> you know, so they genius. Just, so you take something like the FBI which we all thought was kind of like, oh, they're chasing commies and bank robbers, and there's Efren Zimbalist Jr., and then you turn it into a bunch of fat, kneeling uh, slugs who attempt to frame people for uh, uh, their, their political masters. Uh, yet they want to be treated like the FBI of the past while being complete garbage in the present. And that's what Merrick Garland has with the Department of Joe. Or we're just need to, we need to go seek justice. Shut up, because yeah. either he thinks we're stupid or he's stupid. Well, the Democrats who vote for him, the Democrats who believe this, and I'm not even going to bother to play these other clips of him saying that, you know, there's no different treatment. There's no one rule for one person. And oh, okay. I don't work for the president. I work for the American people. You know, uh, there's actually a well, whole then, bunch then of, uh, of Americans. Over and that wash my car. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I mean, he, look, he ain't doing anything. He's embarrassed to do. But I mean, it's just you know, I, I look, I am a lawyer, but I don't like being lied to because it insults me. It's like, uh, it's yeah. like when uh, Carl, when uh, uh, Michael sits down with Carlo and says, "Don't insult me." You set up Sonny, yeah. right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. 
insults me and that yeah. makes me very angry. Yeah. And, you know, it, it, it's such a manifest lie. This manifest lying where they're proud. And, mm-hmm. and this, is, this goes through all, everything, Andrea. I mean, yes, men and women, you know, men can become women. Some women have penises. No, men who pretend to be women do not have a physical advantage over women in sports. Yeah. No. And they just, they just lie to you. And you're sitting there because you're a normal person. And in normal everyday life, people don't come up and say, the sun has risen in the West. And then they get mad at you when you point out that they're wrong. Okay, yeah. they get like morally offended. I can't believe you said, but you're, a, you're a West denier. <laughs> West denier. And, and it, you know, it, 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 look, you, there's, there's two ways to solve disputes through processes where everyone has rights and, and, and obligations and you work it out and it's imperfect, but, but, you know, you, you know, you're, 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 you're going to be heard and at least get something, you know, some sort of fair hearing. And then there's pure power. Yeah. And they decided that the whole due process things too much of a hassle. So let's just mm-hmm. do, just do raw power and denying objective facts is part of the raw power thing because it's like I have the raw, raw power to you know, force you effectively to accept the sunrises in the West. Whether well, it's you, not even just, it yeah. Well, it's not even just the, it's raw power c- combined with such a lack of character. And that's not even saying it strong enough. You know, DiFi died the other day, Diane Feinstein. And of course, see everybody from Mitch McConnell on the ref, you rest now isn't the time to criticize her. Excuse me. I'll criticize it. What, what am I now not supposed well, to criticize Jeffrey rule? Dahmer because he's dead? Yeah. This is a woman. Talk about destroying, you know, this nation. She, and not talk about not just using power, but she introduced False accusations against a very good man, Brett Kavanaugh, that she knew were wrong, these sexual assault allegations, trotting out Christine Blasey Ford. Half this country still believes the man gang raped teenage girls. They are not just about using raw power. They're about manufacturing anything they can to destroy anybody who stands in their way, Kurt Schlichter. And in the time we have remaining, I want you to tell me what we can do to solve this, turn it around, and tell everybody about your book. Uh, We can exercise raw power back. We need to understand that uh, the norms and rules that used to be, provide guardrails no longer exist, and that you know if you observe them uh, and limit your ability to fight back, you are simply validating what the other side did. The problem is when you have two sides: the one who uh, the lowest common denominator rule, the, the 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 rule, the lowest rule that one of them picks has to become the rule. Because otherwise, you're just going to allow yourself to be unilaterally disarmed and defeated. Uh, we need folks who are going to use power. I mean, for instance, if I have, uh, you know, if you know, the next president who comes in should immediately pardon every J6 defendant, every single one yep. of them, all of them. Everyone. Every Everyone. One them, every one of them. Why? Because, well, some of them did some things that are illegal. I don't, I don't, yeah, care. I don't care. Because you can't have two sets of rules. You cannot allow them to uh, let their communist scumbag Antifa guys off and uh, uh, allow these other people uh, these unjust prison sentences. You, get, you must enforce the rules the other guys set because then maybe they come back and go, eh, 
I think we want to go back the way mm-hmm. it was. Well, we could talk about that. But if they don't, at least they don't win. Right. Oh, yeah. And we and the next president who sets foot needs to needs to pink slip pretty much everybody in D.C. Oh, well, that's I mean, yeah, that's. That, yeah, yeah, that's that's a given. It's that's a part of exercising raw power. Um, all right, tell everybody about your book, Overlord, the seventh or the eighth Kelly Turnbull novel. Uh, America is split in red and blue countries, and uh, Kelly Turnbull goes into the blue, and there's guns, and there's making fun of liberals. Things, Andrea, I have in the eight years since I've been writing, I got inspired by Andrew Breitbart, who I I worked with early on. And, uh, you know, I wanted to write my own stuff uh, because nobody else was, you know, had the same kind of message that I have. And uh, at the same time, Andrew was very clear, if you're doing conservative culture, you've got to be good. You know, so if you read my books, it's not going to be, you know, there are other people out there who write spy books, one a year, and they're all the same. It's the same formula. Today, it's a criminal terrorist mastermind in Europe. Tomorrow, it's a criminal mastermind in Asia. Mine are all different. They're all fun. They're all exciting. And I sell a ton of them. And you can get them on Amazon. Tell everybody where they can get it. Tell everybody where they can get it because we're out of time. Amazon. Overlord. Overlord. Overlord, get it. Kurt Schlichter. A dog and a gun on the front. Everything. A dog and a gun on that. What else do you need? A hot chick, a dog, and a gun. Schlichter, thank you for being here. Appreciate it, my dude. Thank you. Have a go one. All right, and you guys, we're going to take a tiny break, and we'll be back. Don't go away. You're listening to The Andrea K Show on The Answer San Diego. Welcome back to tonight's Andrea K Show. Email me at andreakshow.com, andreakshow.com, and don't forget our podcast. All right, so uh, Donald J. Trump was in court today, actually, in a New York court, and um, I'm, I'm actually, to be honest, I'm a little bit confused because I'm not sure why Donald Trump is in front of the same judge for a trial related to fraud charges when the same judge recently denied a trial and basically did a summary judgment in which he said that Donald Trump had, had committed fraud and not by not through not prop by overvaluing his properties. I talked about this last week. Um, he he declared himself that through 2021 that Mar-a-Lago was only worth 18 million dollars. I heard today by one of Trump's attorneys that one property with no house that's not on the beachfront like where where Trump is, just a lot of land in the area but not on the not on the beach. No house on it is worth 100 million dollars right now. So how can, it, it just it's obvious that the the Every, yeah, I mean, it's 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 insane to me and by, that, that this is uh, happening in our courts in this country on top of the fact that there has been nobody who's who's filed a complaint. How do you how do you try a man when there's when there's no there's nobody who suffered any damages? How do you have this kind of civil case when when you don't have anybody who suffered any hardship? The people the the or the banks that loaned him money. By the way, a bank's not going to loan you money without having an appraiser. Okay, you can't overinflate. For example, if you're going to sell your house, somebody come brings in an appraisal, an appraiser, right? Now, there's times that people will pay above asking price or above appraisal price, but it's very, very rare. And there's no way that a bank loaned Trump hundreds of millions of dollars um, or billions of dollars with Mar-a-Lago and put up his collateral and it's only worth $18 million or they haven't done their own appraisal. That just doesn't happen. It's crap. 
and 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 the banks, by the way, were repaid every dime. So we've so we've got no crime here. So yet yet Trump decides he's going to go into court today and he's going to face down this judge for this trial. So, of course, um, I want you to hear what how uh, this judge's behavior is described and how he laughed when Trump entered the courtroom. Sticks, if you can play that clip all about. Um, I, I think he purposely and and very appropriately made his voice heard. And as we look at this, this image of the judge, I've never seen anything more inappropriate in my life of, of this judge uh, being, you know, uh, smiling like the cat that got the canary here um, because he his political wish has come true. Uh, so far for this case. But this is a legally baseless order that he has already entered. We know what he's going to do after the fact. It's going to be more uh, legally basis uh, arguments and, and uh, um, decisions from this judge that I am confident that at the end of the day will be reversed. Yeah, it will be reversed because this is insane what's happening in in our courts. And I'm not a business attorney. If Tom DeBacaro ever comes back from Italy, I would love to ask him about, about, about any of this. Um, judge, when, when Trump, judge, when Trump came out of the courtroom, he railed on this judge in a way that I, I don't think I've ever seen him. I've seen him come out Frustrated. I don't think I've ever, and and I, I want you guys to listen to this, but I want you to maybe Google it and see the expression on his face because he's angry in a way that I haven't seen him. Uh, Sticks, if you could play uh, the second clip, Trump ran Democrat judge. To the Democrat judge from the clubhouses, it's a disgrace. They ought to look for the murderers and the killers that are all over New York killing people. And the violent crime that's being committed in our city and our state is disgraceful. And we're going to be here for months with a judge that already made up his mind. It's ridiculous. He's a Democrat judge. He's an operative. And it's ridiculous. Other than that, things went very well. Because <laughs> he went on to say that 80 percent of the case is over. This is about trying to drag him, trying to wear him down, trying to intimidate him. Does Trump sound intimidated? Hell no, he doesn't. He's not intimidated. If there's one thing this man knows, it's business. And that's why he came to that courtroom. And that's why he looked at that, stared down that judge. If that judge thinks he's got Trump on, on, uh, on the ropes, he's sadly mistaken. Here's what else Trump had to say about it today. He called it for what it was, election interference. This has to do with election interference, plain and simple. They're trying to damage me so that I don't do as well as I'm doing in the election. Our country's gone to hell. We have a country that's in decline, serious decline. We have a man running our country who has no clue, doesn't know what he's doing, and you know it better than anybody because you have to cover him. What they've done with open borders, what they've done with interest rates and taxes, it's a disgrace. So what we have here is an attempt to hurt me in an election. Absolutely. It's exactly what this is. They know that they cannot beat Trump in an election. They know they don't have any kind of agenda to stand on. They know they're crushing the American people with their crime wave, with their economic disaster, with the open border. And this ploy in this in these New York courtrooms, and I've gotten to the point where almost I, I used to have such respect for lawyers. There's hardly any good ones left, in my opinion. There's a reason why the Trial Lawyers Association, the uh, the Bar Association are all libs and all vote uh, 90-something percent Democrat because they because they they're it's a rigged system in their favor. 
whether they're private practice judges, whether they're private practice attorneys or, um, you know, certainly not if they're prosecutors in many cases. Um, but but clearly at this point, it's all about talk about uh, Kurt Schlichter was talking about the raw exercise, uh, uh, the exercise of raw power. I talked many years ago about the Democrats moving their power base and their power structure into uh, the court system and into the DOJ. And we're seeing that play out now. And for the and for voters out there, you demo, you you Republican voters, by the way, here we've got, uh, you know, uh, these rhinos that are complaining about Trump. And, you know, even Ron DeSantis put out put out a statement that there's no way he would be Trump's VP at this point. I don't want you, man. You've just so soiled the bed for yourself. I'm not interested in you, DeSantis. Trump, Trump's numbers are even up higher after the second debate. It's this kind, and it's this kind of, of situation when you see him come out and him talk about, look at what they're trying to do to me. Meanwhile, New York City is being destroyed with a crime wave. And instead of that government going after criminals, they're going after him. Instead of cleaning the off the street, the murderers, the rapists. The drug traffickers, child traffickers. No, they're going after Trump. As for the illegals taking over that there, that, that, that the Democrats made it a sanctuary city. They're the ones with this open border. And he's also right about election interference. It's all about the, the, the Democrats are doing everything that they can, and they will continue to do everything that they can, including controlling the elections by, like in the state of New Hampshire, Telling Democrat voters to uh, decide, just deciding that uh, no votes will be counted in a Democrat primary election for anybody but Joe Biden, who's probably not even going to be the nominee, by the way. But that's to stop RFK Jr. And he made a major announcement over the weekend. We want to share with you guys in next hour when we come back. Um, next hour, we also got. Um, Edward Dowd, who's going to be with us. He's got some information to share with you guys on COVID. Uh, the UAW has reached a tentative agreement. I'm not really sure what those details are. I'm going to look into that maybe during the break. And uh, Eventbrite. Do you ever use Eventbrite sticks? I, ha- I have a few times. I've never really used Eventbrite, but I had no idea... That they that, that I, I, they canceled an event that was supposed to be that involved organizers that were trying to uh, protest uh, the child mutilation known as gender affirming care and Eventbrite canceled the event and said that it went against their standards. I thought of Eventbrite, I think it's like a third yeah, party thing. I didn't even know they were involved in making. This I didn't thing. either. Apparently, they're like a GoFundMe or like a PayPal. You, you know, they're, they're just not going to allow you to use their service if they don't like your political view. So we've got all these uh, topics for next hour. Actually, after the after this next break, first segment, we're going to talk about the big announcement by RFK Jr. with none other, and, as well as Gavin Newsom's appointment to replace Diane Feinstein with your friend of mine, Brian Maloney, when we come back. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. 
The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.